Get ready for the podcast that will help you not only to succeed, but to thrive in vision loss so that you can be the most successful person you can be despite your vision loss. And to give you all of these tips, here is a visually impaired life coach himself who knows his stuff. Give it up for Chris Carroll. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Thriving with Vision Loss podcast, where the whole goal of this is to help you live your life and thrive with vision loss. I am your host, Chris Carroll, and in the studio with me today is my illustrious producer and all-around sound girl, Stacy Gallagher. Say Gallagher? hello, Stacy. Gallagher? It's Gallagher. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Stacy Gallagher, aka Stacy Rachel Gallagher, aka Crazy Stacy Twenty Five, aka whatever the hell you want to call me. Just don't call me Stace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and don't mess up her last name. She tends to get a little irate about that, as we've just yeah, seen. It's not Gallagher. It's not Gallagher. It's not. Ga- I'll accept either Gallagher or Gallagher, but it's preferably Gallagher. So there. <laughs> well, what can I say, folks? I'm not perfect, just very no, good. No, I'm just messing. And and I do apologize for that. Normally, I'm better than that, but hey, we're recording this on a Saturday. Don't expect much. At any rate, I want the audience out there to do me a favor. Like, comment, and subscribe to whatever platform you are seeing this or hearing this podcast from. We are available on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Anchor, and several other platforms. So whichever one you're hearing us on, do me a favor and let's help spread the word so we can help others with visual impairment thrive with vision loss. As I said, my name is Chris Carroll. And today we're going to talk about something very, very important to a human being, proper sleep. Ways to get sleep. And of course, with the visual impairment, there's also the non-24 syndrome, I think is what they call it, where because you don't have light or dark vision, You can get your days and nights mixed up, have no idea what time of day it is, whether the sun's out or not. But these are all things that need to be taken into account. First step to getting proper sleep is get some exercise. Tire that old body out. And preferably you do the exercise in the morning or maybe even as late as noon but never just before you go to bed because the release of endorphins and oxytocin and other compounds the body makes will keep you up. So it's always best to exercise during the day. I myself tend to get about an hour's worth of exercise a day, and that varies. It's nothing strenuous. I do a lot of walking. I do a lot of stretching as I have back and neck issues. But... Do about an hour's worth of exercise. Get that old heart rate up. 
make sure that ticker is pumping a little blood. <clears throat> and then the other one of the other things we can do is shut our phones down about an hour or so before you decide it's time to go to bed. The reason for that is the phones are they're stimulating. That's why we're so addicted to them. They coax the body into releasing endorphins and oxytocin and all sorts of other chemicals. Dopamine, chief among them. And that raises our energy levels. Plus the stimulation from the flashing lights and all that, if you have some sight, tends to make it very, very hard to go to sleep and to stay asleep. Now, one of the things we have to do during the day is keep proper hydration. They say 64 ounces of water a day at a minimum if you're in a normal climate, not a superhuman climate like I'm in, and if you don't do a lot of physical activities. If you are in a humid climate or do a lot of physical activities, 128 ounces or more a day can be required. But proper hydration is imperative for proper cell performance. And sleep is the body's way of letting the cells rest, relax, and repair. Also, it helps the body get rid of the cells that have passed on, have served their purpose, and have passed on to the other side. And it's just an all-around good idea. So, let's get properly hydrated. And uh, I, in a previous episode, I also went over sleep meditation. How to relax your body. Well, that's essentially what you need to do is relax your body. We can only go to sleep if we actually pretend we're already asleep and then the brain gets the idea and follows suit. Don't eat a lot of junk, a lot of sugary stuff, a lot of anything that produces a lot of energy. Our bodies, of course, burn food for energy. So if you eat right before you go to bed, you've just dumped a bunch of energy into your system and that doesn't make for good sleep. And avoid caffeine. I have, for the most part, actually cut out caffeine out of my diet completely. Um, there's only two days a week, and that's because of my lifestyle. Um, service projects I'm involved with that I drink caffeine two days a week. The rest of the time is decaf coffee, believe it or not. I used to think that was sacrilegious. But now I know the truth. So avoid caffeine after, give yourself six or eight hours anyway. So generally, you should have your last cup of caffeinated coffee at noon. And I know for some of you that's a stretch, but it will help you sleep. And believe me, sleep is precious these days. You know, our goal is to go to sleep sleep for six or eight hours, wake up naturally, and feel rested, relaxed, and refreshed when we get up. 
Not many of us get to experience that. I, unfortunately, due to some back injuries, tend to wake up several times a night because my back will get to hurting and I'll have to move. And then maybe go take some medicine to help conquer that pain. And I'll have to get up and stretch. So I rarely get over four hours of sleep at a time. But what I do, and it um, consent, not consents, that's not the right word. It melds with my body's natural rhythms is I'll sleep four hours at night. Then I'll get up and I'll do my creative work. Um, things like preparing for this podcast, um, writing content for the coaching business, or preparing for the next day's sessions, whatever. I do that when I wake up in the middle of the night because that's when I'm at my most creative. And then after that, usually I'll have a little breakfast. And then I'll, you know, do a little more work, not creative stuff, but more day-to-day routine operations. And then I'll go down for a nap about noon and sleep till about 2 o'clock. And then I wake up again and get back to work. So one of the important things is finding your body's natural rhythms. The introduction of light, lighting, electric lighting, whatever, and the fact that we live in a 24-hour society really messes with what's called circadian rhythms. Each individual has their own circadian rhythms, but generally what they mean is be up when the sun is up and be down when the sun is down. But, of course, the electric lights and the 24-hour culture and everything else have just thrown that into massive disarray. So what we end up doing is we stay up too late, and then we get up late, and then we feel like teetotal dog mess. And it's because we're not sleeping right. We're not following our body's dictates. Our body will tell us when to sleep, when to wake up, And all we have to do is listen to our bodies. But we as human beings don't because we have a TV show we want to watch or we have something else to do that is more important than what our body is telling us. But we need to stop that. You know, God or the universe or whatever, I prefer to say God, you could say whatever, created this machine perfectly. And it communicates to us perfectly. So we need to learn to listen to our bodies. And for you folks with the non-24 or the capability of getting non-24, I would really recommend setting an alarm for whatever time, 6.30 a.m. And make sure you get outside and get some of that sunshine on your skin. One of the things sunshine helps us do is create vitamin D. Vitamin D is an energy regulator. It's a sleep regulator. It helps unlock all the hormones that we need to sleep. 
So get outside. Even if you can't see the sun, you can enjoy the warmth. You can smell the flowers. You can do all those things. You know, with our new electronic toys and our TVs and our computers and all that kind of stuff. We stay inside a whole lot more than we should. So get outside, man. Let the sun shine in. I actually get outside for at least an hour, often more, every day. I love being outside. That's why I live in a place where it never gets cold. And one of the things I like to do, and I've mentioned it here on this program before, is called grounding. I'll walk outside barefoot and exchange molecules and atoms with Mother Earth. What happens is Mother Earth is negatively charged. So she draws all my negative atoms and ions and all that kind of stuff down to her. And in return, she replaces it with positive ions, which gives me a more positive mood. And that may or may not be the truth, but boy, does that sound good. And I just find it actually works like that. After I spend an hour or so outside, just I don't have to be doing anything but sitting in the chair with my feet on the ground. Just sitting and exchanging energy with the world. And I get a more boastful energy. I'm better able to think. I'm better able to move. I'm better able to do. And also, I'm better able to sleep. And shut down, you know. I, I still cringe when I think about being a kid and avoiding a nap because now I love them. There's nothing like just being so tired you can't even see and lay down for about an hour, maybe two. And you wake up bright and refreshed and everything's new. It's a beautiful day. And, of course, we do meditation before we go to sleep. Uh, particularly the progressive muscle relaxation like I discussed back in one of the earlier episodes. I think it was before episode 10, so one of the single-digit episodes. And you do that progressive muscle relaxation and your body just feels so good and you just go out and you can stay that way. And if you follow all of these tricks... Hydrate. Get sleep when your body says get sleep. Meditate. Exercise. If you follow all of those, I promise you, after a week or so, you'll be sleeping the best you've ever slept in your life. And that's all I've got to say for this episode. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Thriving with Vision Loss podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on my Gmail, which is Thriving with Vision Life, Vision Loss. Let me start that over. Thriving with Vision Loss at gmail.com, or you are free to instant message me on Facebook or Instagram at Thriving with Vision Loss. And I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if this podcast is making an effect on your life and how is it helping you. And again, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment. 
and share this podcast on whatever platform you're hearing us on. And with that, I'm going to leave you like I leave you every episode. Remember, happiness is a choice. So go and have the best day you want to have. Thanks for listening to Thriving with Vision Loss with Chris Carroll, the podcast to help you or your loved one to not only succeed, but to thrive with vision loss. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to Chris, you can email him at thrivingwithvisionloss at gmail.com or search for him, Thriving with Vision Loss, on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Thriving with Vision Loss. Take care and God bless.